This is the greatest hour to follow Jesus. What are you feeling, Todd? I know you well. I feel your heart burning. Can we get Todd on mic? You got one? So when we were sitting there last night and today, what's going through your heart as you're listening? Covenant. I mean, I'll, that's, that's been what's on, my, what's on my mind. Covenant, blood, the truth about who he says, who he says we are. And as I'm listening to everyone, just it's amazing to me. Uh, gosh. You know, I've, I've been in this place for, you guys all know me, but I've been in this place for 13 years of no guilt and no shame and no condemnation. I, I, I live there. I haven't had a day of it. It hasn't been in my life. It shouldn't be in any believer's life. The covenant says that it's not in our life, you know, and I'm just, you know, I, I, was, I was praying the other morning and, and God was speaking to me and I'm just reading about the blood and, and I, I love how we're just all like-minded and just all believe the same thing and, and I know the body of Christ is supposed to believe the same thing. And, but he said to me, he said, Todd, he said, because I've had a lot of people come to me and, and tell me, you know, the reason why you love so much is because you were forgiven so much. And which is true. But people don't realize how much they've been forgiven. That's why they can't love. And he spoke to me and he said, you know, the, the body of Christ at large has as much faith in the blood of Jesus as the Jew has in the blood of bulls and goats. And I, it rattled me. It just shook me. Because the blood of animals wasn't able to cleanse our conscience from sin, wasn't able to cleanse us and to make old things pass away. They still had a year of condemnation until the, they went into the veil. And then, then it continued again for another year of condemnation, year of condemnation, another year of condemnation. And, and I've, I've lived without it. And I'm a simple guy. I'm not technical. I just love the Bible. I love the words. It's the first book that I can understand. And I have a, I have a real love for the word and the truth. And my kids asked me the other day, they were, we were sitting watching TV and a movie, a Jesus movie, super book. It was just awesome cartoon just beautiful i don't need stuff in here that's not jesus so i don't do it i'm not legalist i just love jesus i'm not going to put stuff in that he paid a price to crush not going to happen so they're rubbing they're rubbing my one daughter's rubbing my knee she goes daddy why is your knee so rough i said because i because i need to seek heaven for us baby she said, well, why is your knee rough? I said, because the only place you see Kevin's on your knees when no one's looking. You open up your Bible and you ask the Lord to reveal what it means to you. And I just, I just believe. I just believe in the blood of Jesus. I believe in the fear of the Lord. I believe in taking this word and taking it above everything in life and making sure that that's it right there. And 
I'm just overwhelmed that I get to sit on a, a platform with, with people that have pressed in to Jesus and just are, are leading by example. I'm, 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 thank, I'm blessed that I get to hang out with all you guys and just, it's, a, it's, it's amazing to me. And if God can take me and who I was and he can form Christ in me, I think it comes down to us believing the simple gospel truth that when Jesus did what he did, the veil was rent and we can all go and live in the presence of God every day. But we can't be so heavenly minded that we're earthly flaky. We have to be so heavenly minded that we're earthly incredible and people need more of us to be around, like more of us on the job. You know, I love ministry. I love training people for ministry. But man, when you got born again, you became full-time ministry. Like you entered into this as a, as a, as a soldier in the army. But if we don't believe the simple truth of the finished work, how can we keep, how can we do this? We can't do it. You shouldn't have any guilt, any shame, any condemnation. You shouldn't. If old things passed away and all things became new, what are we doing? You're a new creation, one that's never existed before. And if we don't see that, see, when I look in the mirror, I, I like what I see. Because he lives in me and he likes to live in me and he wanted me. And before I wanted him, he wanted me. And before I knew anything about him, before my mom and dad even thought about me, he was thinking about me. And that's awesome. And I'm just so thankful to hear this come out of these and the like-mindedness and Gee, just the presence and the, the passion for Jesus. I, I'm just overwhelmed. That's what I feel. My heart's burning. But I love Jesus. I just want, I just want all, everybody to be normal and love Jesus and love each other and stop fighting and stop like saying my way's better than your way. Stop, stop acting like a disciple that's not saved. Stop acting like the disciple that's not born again. I mean, if we got a problem with somebody, it's because we're an orphan. And you're not an orphan. You need to know you're a son. Your sin consciousness gets wiped out by son consciousness. And if we see who our daddy is, we'll actually love our neighbor because we love ourselves. And if we see who God's created us to be, we'll love us. And you look in the mirror and you see with unveiled face, you see the glory of the Lord, Christ in you, the hope of glory. There's no veil. That veil's torn off and... Spend time in your closet with Jesus and don't get up till you meet him. And then once you meet him, you won't want to leave. But don't be so filled with the spirit that you forget the truth because without the truth, you'll be a flake. Don't be possessed by the spirit without truth. We need marriage between spirit and the word and we can't afford. Just man, arm yourself with the weapon the weapons and don't let the devil lie to you and tell you who you're not and when he pokes you and tells you who you're not just thank God for who you are don't pay the devil attention just thank God for who you are I'm going to add five more minutes because we can and we're paying a lot of money and we only get to do this once a year is that okay can I add five more minutes you guys hungry you want more um so I, I usually don't say a whole lot on these panels, but I, a few months ago, Jenny asked me to come to Eagle Mountain 
and uh, receive an offering for for uh, Abba House. And since Abba House is in Greece, I'm kind of like a Greek mascot, I guess. <laughs> she said, can you come? I said, actually, I'm driving from Reading to... Did you, Dave just said, yeah. Didn't you? <laughs> I'm driving from Reading, California, which is basically on Mars, and to Florida. And we actually took 11 days to do that. We didn't drive straight through. We drove about four hours a day. We stopped in Dallas for for about four days. And uh, Jenny said, hey, you're going to be there. Would you come? I said, sure, I'd love to. I'd be honored to do that. And the day before, she said, oh, by the way, my grandfather will be there. And I said, Jenny, what? She said, yeah. I said, why am I receiving the offering? I I think your grandfather should do that. And I I said, man, I can't just show up with some mumbo-jumbo offering. I better have my scriptures ready and ready to go if Brother Copeland's sitting right there. I can't just say, oh, you know, give and just kind of whatever. So I was really nervous. I think I broke the speed limit a few times getting there because traffic was super bad. I was staying in South Lake and had to get to Fort Worth, and the traffic was really bad. So I booked it over there and and, uh, sat down. And Brother Copeland was there with, with his family. And uh, I started to speak. And I remember going, oh, Jesus, help me on this one. So I got up there and I, I started ministering. And I saw Brother Copeland lean in on the edge of his seat, just like this. And Gloria took out a pad and a pen and started taking notes. And I thought, these, these two have seen more in a decade than I've seen in my whole life. They have so much history with God, yet they're leaning in and listening. And then I started hearing amens and hallelujahs. I thought, oh gosh, I must be doing good if I'm getting praise God from Brother Copeland. This is like a dream come true. And then Jenny got up. We got done. And Jenny got up and she said, uh, she said, uh, Grandpa, do you have anything you'd like to say? He said, no. Nope, Holy Spirit hasn't shown me anything. I thought, I love this man already. And then, the I think it was your brother and maybe a friend started leading in worship. And then Brother Copeland jumped up. He said, now I have something to say. <laughs> and he started to minister to the sick through the word of knowledge. And then he looked at me. He said, Michael, come here. I said, yes, sir. He said, come here and pray for me. In front of everyone. Well, let me tell you. I about threw up in my mouth. I said, excuse me, sir. Like, so my neck kind of went up, but my body wouldn't move. And I just kind of did one of these and looked at him. And he said, I was so nervous. I don't think I've ever been more nervous to pray for somebody in my life. And you know, Brother Roberts also did that, which tells me so much. When I walked up to Brother Copeland, he grabbed my hand and pressed it into his chest so deeply. And he said, Jesus, I thank you. I agree with what he's praying. I thought, that's the way I want to be. That told me so much about Brother Copeland. I know that's the same with Marilyn. I know that's the same with Sister Pena. Every time we're together, we're talking about Jesus. The only reason we all hang out is because... We love Jesus. I mean, I don't think we've ever hung out where we're not talking about the things of the Lord, ever. 
And I left Eagle Mountain um, that night. In fact, your staff showed me all around. I thought, my God. I was believing for our facility, which seemed like a huge mountain. And then I walked out there, and the Lord spoke to me and said, Never limit me. Never limit me. I can do this and a whole lot more. And then I, I walked into the partner center, and this so touched me. It said, on the wall, man, it was so cool, and lights. It said, every letter is a life. And I began to see the integrity and the intentionality of living a pure life before the Lord. I didn't leave there with mountain-moving faith being the most preeminent, you know, uh, impact when I left. It, it did affect me. What I left with was this. I was blown away by the love of God uh, and Brother Copeland. I was blown away by, um, by the humility to ask somebody to pray for you publicly. And I was blown away by your hunger to believe God for more. And I just feel like, I mean, we, I didn't even, we didn't even get to get to everyone. Maybe we can work that in tomorrow. But I just feel like, man, Todd came up to me. I think we still need, uh, I didn't get the final count last night, but I think we probably still need about $200,000 to cover this. God will do it. Todd and I were talking. We have these huge financial needs. But John Wimber said, man, it's just another zero. But at the end of the day, we all started with Jesus with nothing anyways. And look, look, look what he's done. Amidst all the so-called pressure and whatever all this brings us, I mean, didn't we all start at the feet of Jesus? Didn't Garen start locked up in a room for eight hours a day for a year until Jesus came to visit him? I mean, this is, how could Jenny go to Greece and lay her life down and start these orphanages and then move on? All this stuff. I mean, we all started with just us and Jesus. I remember when pastors used to call, they'd say, can I call your office to have you preach? I thought, well, man, I don't got an office. Kids, run. It was the master bedroom. That was the office. I'd say, kids, get out of here. Pastor's calling the office. You don't have an office, Dad. Well, this is the office now. You know? What did we have? Todd would lock up in that hotel that his wife Jackie was working in. Eric and I met. First day we met, we took a long walk, talked about Jesus, felt the presence of God. Dan and I met. He was carrying Reinhardt's bags, and I was carrying my father-in-law's. I just had a dream in my heart. You know, Tim and I met. Tim, Tim came from ORU, didn't have any money, had 86 cents in your bank account. He didn't tell me that. 86 cents in his bank account. Came to California by faith when I was pastoring. And he'd stand at the gas station and ask people for money to put enough gas in his car to get to our meetings to lead worship. You know? I just think it's so important we don't leave that place. I don't want, I'm tired of hearing stories about people who started right and got tripped up. I don't want that to be said of me. And I know no other way than to get up 
before the sun's up with my Bible and sit there and let him feed me the bread of life and wait in his presence. So he takes that heart and crushes lesser lovers in our lives. He told me, Michael, if you'll guard the secret place more tightly than the public place, you'll never lose the public place. You'll never lose it. So I'm going to ask, uh, can we all stand? I just, I just feel this. And I'm sorry, guys, if I didn't get to all of you. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do our best to get that done tomorrow. Chris Overstreet, would you come? I'm going to ask Chris to pray. And Brother Copeland, if you would pray a prayer. Actually, I don't know how we can do this. Maybe Miss Marilyn and Sister Pena, if you guys would come and lay hands on us. just Brother Copeland, if you would pray a prayer. That we would glorify the Lord in our generation with pure hearts. First, I'm going to ask. Uh, no, I'm going to do it after Brother Copeland prays. Father, in the name of Jesus. We pray, setting ourselves in agreement today for the very holiness and purity of your spirit. Wash us in your presence. Search our hearts. We open our hearts. We open our minds. For judgment. And we judge ourselves in the light of your word. And we thank you. Now I pray. Thank you, Father. I pray for an impartation into the lives of these young men and women, young warriors, young champions. And I thank you for them. Oh, dear God, I thank you for them. They are so far ahead of where we were. And we admire them and we we, we look at them through love-filled eyes. And we thank you for them. Be it done unto them as you have spoken and as you have written according to your word. The healing power of God flow through their bodies wherever there's any kind of pain or blemish today, they'll leave this place healed and made whole. Ready, quick, 
to forgive, quick to repent, slow to anger and find fault. And we give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for a special anointing for the lost. Psalms 2.8 is what comes to me. Ask of me the heathen and the uttermost part of the earth for your possession. God, that we're so bold. We speak to mountains because of what we get on the other side. Father, I just thank you that nations are coming into our heart, and we're speaking to those nations. I thank you for Iraq in a just a violent revival. I mean, violent of the Holy Ghost. I thank you, Father, that we know the presence of God, of what you have for nations, and that we are calling in those that need to be in the kingdom, and that we don't just read the news and watch the news. We change the news because we speak to the mountain, and we get what's on the other side of the mountain, Father. And that's the lost, that's the heathen, that's nations. You didn't birth us just to be a declaration here. You birthed us to be a declaration of your power and of your word in Jesus' name. Amen. I just, I just want to quickly just invite you just to kneel on your knees. I, I don't really even know how to pray right now, but I just, Holy Spirit, I'm asking that you would come in such a powerful way in all of our hearts, Lord. I'm asking that you would baptize our hearts afresh once again. You would tenderize our hearts, God. May we always stay tender, God. May our hearts always be soft, Lord. We pray for this, Lord. We pray for our hearts to burn for you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, come. Come. Father, we pray that you release a holy fear of the Lord. Holy fear of the Lord, just all through this place, God. Just a holy fear of the Lord. Holy fear of the Lord. Holy, holy, holy fear of the Lord. Spirit of the Lord, move on our hearts. Move on us, Lord. Touch this generation, God. Touch this generation, Lord. Touch this generation, God. Touch this generation, God. Touch this generation, God. Touch this generation, God. America shall be saved. Touch this generation, God. Touch this generation. America shall be saved. Touch this generation, Lord. Touch this generation, Lord. America shall be saved. Touch this generation, Lord. To get daily teaching from Michael and to follow our event schedule around the world, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Image TV YouTube channel as well. By partnering with Jesus Image, you will help us take the saving and healing power of Jesus to the world. Your giving changes lives forever.
For more information, please visit us online at JesusImage.tv or write us at Jesus Image, P.O. Box 950-640, Lake Mary, Florida, 32795. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Jesus is the answer for every life, everywhere.